What's a Sinisterhood live show like? You're about to hear it. We recorded this episode at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon, and had a great time. We also had a special audience participation portion at the end where Judge Christie ruled on the grievances of wronged audience members. If you want to be a part of our live show fun, head to Sinisterhood.com slash live shows and get tickets for a show near you. And if we're not coming to your town, you can still chat with us live in our Q&As and catch live stream performances of our bonus content each month via Patreon. Head to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon in the top banner to subscribe today. And don't forget to stick around after this week's show to hear your Patreon shoutouts. We hope you enjoy the show and thanks so much for listening. At the height of the video game craze in the early 1980s, this arcade machine was said to take from its players a lot more than quarters. Kids who spent time in front of its screens allegedly suffered headaches, nightmares, amnesia, or worse. Soon, men in black suits whisked the cabinets away, leaving behind nothing but a legend. Was this a case of the government using mass media to control the minds of the youth? Or can this story be rated M for myth? Tonight's episode is Polybius. Up uh, in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister So close up here. I love so it. So nice of y'all to be in our show tonight. We will probably spit Thank in your you. face. Uh, not on purpose. I'm going to talk. I'm going to spit talker. Yes. We, yeah, yeah. Spit talker. Uh, we got this. I just want to like point this out. Yeah. We bought this at a truck stop today. Mm-hmm. As we were driving down from Tacoma. Um, and in, I mean, we also bought. How do bought, you pronounce it? Kalama or Kalama or Kalama? Kalama. Kalama. I was right. Kalama. Uh, it was it was nearabouts there, and uh, yeah, we saw this, and we saw some wolf t-shirts. Got we both got wolf t-shirts. Same wolf t-shirt, wolf pack. Woo! Yeah, well, that, we've started um, doing that now. But there was a. Truck. I wanted to wear them tonight, and Heather was like, ah, "I bought a dress." <laughs> so. And the dress it looks like a video game dress. Uh, does it? I don't know. Uh, it shows how much I know about video games. But we saw a truck, a Dodge Ram in the front, and they had made their own skull with a Viking helmet on it. And we were like, when we get a company car, it's gonna be a busted ass Dodge Ram. <laughs> With a skull with a Viking helmet. And then we walked in and saw this, and it was fate. It was kismet. Tommy yep. pointed it out. There it so, is. We have to think of a name of them. We'll get a good uh, Oregonian name since we're here. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. How's everybody doing? Woo! Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming here. Yeah. I mean, you live here, so we so, came yeah. here. Wasn't but <laughs> y'all came out tonight. Someone so. did say they worked an overnight shift, though, and drove down from Seattle. Give me a woo-woo if that was you. They didn't make they it. They didn't oh, make God. it. Ooh, they fell asleep at the wheel. Hopefully it's almost not. like people on the internet lie. I <laughs> uh, hope they're fine. Um, Hopefully they're you know fine. What? It's a long drive. I don't blame them. So, uh, well, we're just appreciative of all you guys here. Yeah. We got a fun uh, 
Pacific Northwest myth for you. Yeah. I told Paris, he goes, oh, that's like a very Portland story. And I was like, you've never been to Portland? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know? Well, Tommy is a huge gamer, and he had never heard of it, oh. so... So maybe it's he played it as a kid and forgot. He's been brainwashed. <laughs> He's been brainwashed. Yeah. He has. Absolutely. Uh, round of applause if you've heard of this. Polybius. Oh, we do have. Smattering. Round of applause if you've played it. Can't remember. Okay. All right. That's what happens when the government washes your brain. Yep, that's what they do. That's Which what they sounds do so nice to have your brain washed, but love it's it. bad. My brain would love a good cleansing. <laughs> After this I, just, shit. I would like the past year and a half to just be wiped from <laughs> my mosh. <laughs> Eternal yes. sunshine style. Absolutely. And then I'd be like, whose baby is this? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like us. He kind of looks like me. He looks a lot like that guy over there. <laughs> All right. Well, you ready to get I into it? Always. We're always ready to get into Let's it. Let's do it. 1981 was a year of iconic pop culture moments. Raiders of the Ark had just come out. Millions tuned in for the royal wedding of Princess Di and Prince Charles. MTV epically launched, and in the dark corner of an unnamed arcade in a suburb of Portland, Oregon, what's up? A mysterious video game called Polybius was first discovered. When I think about if I could travel through time and live through any era, I would love to be in my 20s, in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, Mostly because I would want to hang out with the cast of SNL, but also all this shit was going down back then. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, like, awesome, you know, the rest of the 80s news. <laughs> nah. This was, like, there was, like, a good couple years, and then a lot of bad stuff happened. Back down. And then TV got real good at the end. <laughs> so then exactly. we, came, we had an upswing the at the end there. Like, we got to throw them a bone. Give yes. them some good TV shows. The video ca- game cabinet itself was unassuming. However, the gameplay was... Weird-looking, abstract, and fast action with puzzle elements. According to YouTuber Stuart Brown, with games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong being all the rage at the time, many had never even heard of Polybius. But when concerning things began happening to those that plunked down their quarters to play, the game began to make a sinister name for itself. Did you play video games growing up? Did you have a system? Okay. A console? Well, my sister is five years older than me and so I would always think I was going to play a video game so we had the original NES with Duck Hunt Mm -hmm. and holler if you ever played Star Tropics (laughs) nobody Nobody. (laughs) well that's hurtful no Star (laughs) Tropics you were a a boy with a yo-yo on an island and you killed crabs with your yo-yo that's probably why None of you guys played it because wow. that's a dumb game. Um, but I would I loved Star Tropics and Dark. It was he I think he was trying to save his grandpa, like maybe from a big giant crab. I can't again, anytime you say I played a video game in the eighties and I think I have amnesia from it, it's like, well, it was just the eighties. So <laughs> don't remember. Um, but I would always get stuck and be like, Shannon, and she would mm-hmm. have to come in and uh, do it. But we would play the arcade game style. Mm-hmm. We would play this one someone played. The arcade Simpsons game. Yeah. Thank you. So we would was play that. that. Where Bart was on the skateboard and you mm-hmm. had to like do kickflips and stuff and to get up. Yeah. Whack people with a skateboard. Yeah. It was in the CC's Pizza Buffet chain. Nice. <laughs> and my favorite was that they would not let the Simpsons play on the TVs because it was so obscene. The CC's or yes, your the CC's manager oh, okay. was like, we have to turn that off. But they were real happy to take everybody's yeah. quarters with the Simpsons mm-hmm. game. But that was that was like our big game was like. Mashing the buttons on the Simpsons game, and just now that you think about it, it's Bart Simpson just hitting people yeah, with skateboards. I mean, 
is there a correlation between violence and video games? I'm not going to get on that soapbox, but there's a lot of studies. We want to Google it. Yeah, my brothers had all the consoles, but I can't play video games. And Tommy, who is here tonight, no one... (laughs) Somewhere. Um, I get extremely stressed out watching other people play video games or trying to play it myself. And he has been introducing Ella to video games lately, and they play... Oh, shoot. Babe, yell it out. What is it? Oh, you're right there. (laughs) (laughs) The one that's that's on the PS5. Something bots. Death blow. Astrobots Playroom. Has anyone played this? Yes? You have. Okay. Um, So it's just this little character, and it has to, like, jump on things and get to different levels. I was like, stop. No. Go. Stop. Ella, stop. you got to turn around. It was stressing me out so much. And she was like, I'm trying. I was like, I'm sorry. Mommy can't play these because they're very stressful for me. So uh, I can't play them. Tommy is a huge gamer, and that's when I go in the other room and just have have my Love Island time. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, reports began to circulate. The players were experiencing troubling side effects. Arcades in Cedar Hill and Beaverton reported teens falling ill from headaches and nausea after playing various games at their arcades. Newspapers ran articles with panic-inducing headlines such as, Teen collapses while playing arcade game. (laughs) And, Sickness strikes city arcade. Special news reports titled, Are video games harming our children? Made parents think twice about allowing their kids to hang out at the local arcade. Then every parent's worst nightmare was realized when the Weekly World News ran the story. Teen killed by video game. High school student drops dead at controls. It was later discovered the boy had an undiagnosed heart condition. But the damage had already been done. Polybius was a death machine. Like, my number one favorite thing about researching for the show is I, I have a newspapers.com archive subscription. <laughs> um, it comes Old. in my... I'm like, I'd like to read the paper about this. But it's funny because I think nowadays people go, oh, the media is just so biased. And it is. And it's funny. When you really start to scrutinize what you read, you're like, oh, I think you're trying to trick me. (laughs) Wait a minute. But, like, reading this, these articles were from 1981, 1982. They were like, a teen died at the controls. And then at the very bottom of the article, second to last line, well after everyone had just, they finished taking their dump, fold the paper up and leave. It said, and the medical examiner said this could have been caused by something as simple as walking up the stairs. Anyway, uh, so like this headline is like massive video game eats child. And it's like, did it? No. It was clickbait before yes. you had the internet. That yep. headlines were the original clickbait. They were. God damn. Yeah. Hot take. We're the first people to ever say that. <laughs> I think we said that on another Probably. episode. <laughs> our, both of our memories are so bad where we're like, did you know one time this happened? You're like, what? And someone's like, you told that story like four years ago. And it's like, yeah, get used to it. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably did. I'm like, wouldn't this be a great topic? You're like, I think we covered that. Yeah, exactly. No memory. Well, unlike other fun arcade games that had kids spending their hard-earned paper route money, Polybius appeared to be diabolical. According to the video game database CoinOp.org, kids who played it got amnesia afterwards, couldn't remember their name or where they lived, and woke up at night screaming, having horrible nightmares. Parents were terrified. Teens were intrigued. But then, just as quickly as the game had come onto the scene, Polybius disappeared. 
Suddenly, the addictive and dangerous game was nowhere to be found. They had all been removed from the arcades. Desperate players placed ads in newspapers, asking for anyone that may have spotted one to contact them. Time and again, they came up empty-handed. No cabinets, circuit boards, or dumped ROMs could be located anywhere, according to YouTuber Stuart Brown. That's uh, This is like E.T. game style. Do you remember that? What? Why would you say that? Oh, fuck. I didn't brought up E.T. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Don't think about it. Was there an E.T. video game? Well, so from what I recall... Did he fly his bike? <laughs> Don't stop. Stop thinking about it. He flew into the moon. He did fly. He was gone he forever. Me. I bet he had his little hat this may, on. This his little sheet over his head. At the risk of making you cry. It's relevant to the story. <laughs> God, I'll do anything for they this They made an E.T. video game, and it was so bad and shitty that they took it and they dumped it in, like, landfills, and they would, like, try to dump them and get rid of them. They were so bad. The Atari video game was so bad. Yeah. So they, all these what people. What was so bad about it? I see the gameplay sucked. I don't know. It's an E.T. game. We could like ride a bicycle and then fly to the moon. You know how that one's going to end. Got, it's not like E.T. gets a sword and like starts, well, or a yo-yo and starts yeah. killing crabs. You follow a trail that's, of M&Ms to somewhere you fight the boss. That's what they should have. Trail your M&Ms. A big old crab at the end. But that no. serves them right for trying to exploit E.T. <laughs> Sweet angel. So somewhere there's just a landfill with a bunch of arcade cabinets in it? Not cabinets. It was like the game. Oh, the art. The, but a lot uh, of them. This is why people hate America. <laughs> <laughs> Our landfills are just filled with good, perfectly, game, fun perfectly games. fine games somebody could They're play. They're like, this isn't fun. Just throw them all out. <laughs> like, it's like, does E.T. just, I mean, is it like full frontal nudity? Like something like that. Throw it away. Like if it's filthy... But it's just not a fun game. Now you guys are all thinking about what that looks like. Well, it looks I'm like sorry. this. Yeah. It's his finger, but it's down there. And then he takes his... No, I'm sorry. Does that make you cry about E.T.? I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm sorry. that makes me feel less attached to him, so it's actually helping a bit. So it's like when guy's getting too close and he's like, Grandma, Grandma, Grandma. Like, this was a terrible analogy. And no, I, I want to hear it. No, no, no. Follow it. I wish Follow I had a time machine to go back First and idea, undo what I just idea. did. You got it. Right. You're on my wavelength. How could you not be? You're in my lap pretty much. So. You're right here. You're uh, you right do there. have to put dollar bills in our G-strings if you're that close. <laughs> well, the sudden departure of the game left everyone wondering who was behind it and what were their intentions. Allegedly, the company that developed the game was Zenith Lotion whose name in German breaks down to Zen, meaning senses, and Lotion, meaning to extinguish or to delete. The game's name itself was the same as the Greek historian Polybius, from Megalopolis Arcadia. Megalopolis. Megalopolis is a fake name. That's not That is real. what Ella would call a city yeah. she designed with Legos. <laughs> no, nah, baby name that city. I don't respect it. It's fine. <laughs> Arcadia is fine. Megalopolis is silly. That's silly. Well, his writings eventually inspired the framers of the U.S. Constitution. He was also known for his interest in cryptography and created the Polybius Square, a useful tool in telegraphy. Additionally, poly is Greek for many, and bios is Greek for life. Broken down, Polybius from Arcadia translates to many lives from Arcadia, Arcadia being a reference to an arcade. This is when... Goes deep. I was going to say, this is when your neighbor is like, man, we haven't got a lot of rain lately. And you're like, yeah, it's crazy. And they're like, you know, because Obama has a space laser pointed at the moon. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, hey, let's like talk about this cool urban legend. And people are like, all right, first of all. And they start pulling down the thing. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they're like, it's German. It's coded language. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
So, yeah, this is the part where you get in and it's like they got the red strings going. Ooh, yes, yeah. it becomes yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, though the Greek historian's legacy was long-lasting, Polybius the game was short-lived. After they were all removed from the arcades in 1981. No one ever heard about them again. According to coinop.org. That is until a mysterious online entry appeared on Coinop in February of 2000. It was titled, Polybius, released in 1981. Where a description of the game summary should be, it simply said, We need information. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not an entry in any database. <laughs> Because it's blank. That's what our <laughs> Wikipedia page. That's just, right. We don't have a Wikipedia just, page. We need information. So if anybody wants to fill that out, be kind, please. <laughs> I got really deep into, I was reading about a, oh, who's the guy? Oh, man, I should have thought of his name before I started this story. Hold on oh, a minute. You made no, a minute no, no, ago no. when I Ma- made a metaphor about yes. jerking off with my life. With your grandma? Yeah, with my ET. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, okay, so I believe it was Mayor Pete. And I, he, like, made his own Wikipedia page. And he, Who's like, Mayor Pete? The guy that was trying to run for, God, I got high, high hoops. And he was playing that. Y'all know what I'm. Peter Dude Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge. Booty Gag. Booty Gag. Booty Gag. Booty Gag. Mayor Pete. That's why you got to just Pete. shut it down with that's the last why we name. Go with Mayor Pete. Nobody shut knows. it down. That's why he didn't win. They're like, we can't fucking have somebody no. in office. Nobody no. knows how to say his name. No, you're from Megalopolis. You just go, I'm from Greece. Like, <laughs> uh, no, but he, he, I believe I heard that he makes, he made his own Wikipedia page, but try to like pretend that he was someone else. Oh. And well, like, it's very detailed. And it was like, before he was actually elected to anything he was trying to create is, I just, there's just like nothing sadder to me. <laughs> yeah. Then like him You're playing. Like, no one could have known this, Pete. No. Only you Only know him. this. He's like, it's common knowledge around my apartment. <laughs> oh. Within yeah. my family, within my immediate family. Yeah, it's it's almost like all those internet databases are just made up. You just yeah. put whatever you want to know. Oh, almost. So should I keep writing our Wikipedia page? <laughs> <You should>. okay. <laughs> but I'm like, you over there working on some research? You're like, don't look. <laughs> don't look at my screen. It's research. Uh, there's going to, if just so you know, when we have, someday, I pray that we have a Wikipedia so page. We will, someone is going to do something well, it'd be great. after this. But you know how, like, if you're going and you, and you click and it's like, like a movie or something, it's like plot, reception, like critical, whatever. It'll be like, how, origin, Background. episode list, and then it'll be like, shitting incident. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be like, I wish we didn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> And then I can you delete your yeah. own Wikipedia you page? You can. You may or okay. Peter, dude, just get in there like boop, 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 boop. She never once shit herself in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> or you put on there, citation needed. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. And then the sources are just links to the Casa Linda Albertsons right. and the In-N-Out and my pharmacy. And, yeah. We will add on there, though, everyone has at least one shit at themselves. It may yeah. not have been in a parking lot. Could have, yes. Don't act like you have. Them, everyone in this you room have. has shit you their have. pants at one time or another. And you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> that's right. Either, that's right. It's either people who shit their pants or liars. Yes. That's it. That's it. You know, they tell you, like, when you're nervous to look out and imagine everyone naked. I'm just like, everyone here shit themselves. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. All of you, 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 everyone here, everyone. Right here, all of us. Not nervous anymore. We've all done it. Yep. (laughs) Whenever you think, I just don't feel connected to humanity anymore, just remember that we're not all that different from each other. That's right. Look around on the bus, make eye contact. (laughs) And then just be like, I know. (laughs) 
conspiracy theorists began to posit that the information everyone was looking for couldn't be found within the Zenith Lotion Company, but rather with the U.S. government. According to CoinOp, it was supposedly developed by some kind of weird military tech offshoot, some kind of proprietary behavior modification algorithms developed by the CIA or something. The military group didn't seem interested in making money off of its players, according to the summary. Guys in black coats would come to collect records from the machine. They were not interested in quarters or anything. They just collected the information on how the game was played. No one's interested in quarters. First of all. <laughs> so when I was a kid, my dad ran those Dallas Morning News machines. Like, and my, He would go around and collect quarters. And then my mom would go to the bank with two sa- or more sometimes canvas sacks of they quarters. they have dollar signs <laughs> painted on them? My mom, it's funny you say that. My mom would paint like a beach scene on the outside. <laughs> Nancy. She's sweet. She's like, I'm not robbing this place. I'm no. just here. <laughs> I'm read some peace and joy. But, like, she was 100% that lady on the Looney Tunes that was like, I'd like to deposit these pennies. Like, she <laughs> would just do, do, with this. But let me That's just say. That's why she painted the beach scenes because everyone's like, fuck, this so stressed. She's like, come. <laughs> She's like, hey, don't you get vacations at Bank of America? Uh, but quarters. Bless her. Quarters stink. They're dirty. They're people. First of all, they could have been anywhere in somebody's. Yeah. You don't know. Probably have been. Yeah. They Ella just... put a quarter in her mouth the other day. I was like, I know how filthy that is. Take it out right now. No. I refuse to kiss her for the rest of the day. <laughs> She's like, mother, I love you. You're like, mm, I love you. Stay away from um, me. Yeah, no. No, of course they weren't interested in quarters. The government makes their own money. I got so. a lot of hot takes about change. About what? Please. Like Get... loose change. Not like change. Like the documentary? Like that. <laughs> I do have a lot of hot takes no, about the documentary. But like the actual, like yeah, you just like, think get rid of it? it? What, what's the point? What's a good point? Oh, especially pennies. Yeah, nobody needs it anymore. Nah. Nobody wants it. It just collects. It just, is, it just sits around. Yeah. It stinks. People throw them in fountains just to make wishes. That's how little people care about them anymore. <laughs> just throw it out. They're just throwing out wishes, hopes, and it. dreams. Well, others believe the U.S. government developed Polybius as a way of secretly recruiting soldiers. The game was designed to test one's mental and physical agility, according to Eurogamer. Another theory is that the CIA had intentionally caused Caesars and the players as a way to brainwash them, and that the swirling geometric images on the game made it easier for them to sneak in subliminal messages. That's where you got to go, man. Kids are going to be staring at it anyway. What is it, The Simpsons, or is it South Park that has the whole uh, Navy subliminal message is it South Park? It's, yeah, where they're playing it backwards. It's like the... Do you remember that episode? Simpsons. It's Simpsons. Okay. Hey, oh, they probably both did. They all do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons walked so South Park could run. I told Tommy that the other day. <laughs> oh, hot take. No, I meant that the backwards way, honestly. Uh, I didn't know... So I've, this is the first year I've ever watched The Simpsons. I've never... Oh, it's so like, good. I, at the CeCe's Pizza, they turned it off. I couldn't yeah. watch it. Um, and we were always at the CC's when Simpsons was on, so I couldn't watch it at home. Uh, but I started watching it, and Paris is like a huge back catalog Simpsons fan. Are, also, I tried to say, I read some article that said the Simpsons was an Oregon thing, and then so I got like emails that were like, nuh uh. And I was like, it feels Oregon. Oh, see? Thank you. 
It definitely is. Well, I mean, no one's biased here. <laughs> right? It definitely, it definitely <laughs> we is. We called, but I didn't know. And Paris is like, oh, well, this season to this season are the good seasons because this writer was on here. And then after this, it's these, these are called the Homer was a terrible year. And I'm You're like, like, this is why we don't. It's not yeah. fun to watch TV with you. Exactly. He'll you pause down stuff. everything. Yeah, he'll pause it and be like, actually. And I'm like, I love you <laughs> so much. So, and so I'm like, actually. you know what? You can pick the episode we watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, others believe the U.S. Oh, I read that one. Next. See, normally we'd edit that out, but y'all <laughs> Tommy, get Tommy. the live stuff. By all accounts, Polybius never even existed. Even Zenith Lotion, the company that supposedly developed it, appears to have vanished. There's no trace of company records, and Polybius is the only game they produced. Stories of players have become arcade lore. However, there is one piece of evidence that diehard Polybians hang their hats on. A JPEG of the original Polybius logo. A black, black, a black background with the all-caps Polybius name in green letters, filling the width of the screen. At the bottom, in blue, is the copyright information. Below that, in red letters, is simply the word credits. That's it. This is like their grail. It's mm-hmm. all they had. It's the one photo. I'm, I made up Polybians, by the way. That's great. It's a good one. I assume that's what they call believers. themselves. Yeah. True believers. But I do love people on the internet who are like, I put this through Photoshop and I can tell you. And I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know what an arcade thing going through Photoshop would look like. You know, especially Mm-mm. if it's a screenshot of a screenshot and it's been saved forever. I just, that's my favorite part of the internet is people that are like, <laughs> out of everyone I know. Yeah. Sure you do. That's why oh, you're here. Oh, <laughs> you don't know who killed John Monet Ramsey? Guess what? Yeah, Guess who's been up since 5 a.m. with a bottle of wine? <laughs> yes, I know. And I figured it all out. <laughs> There's always one with a theory. Yes. <laughs> well, video games from the early 80s generally had similar style logos. Small, basic fonts were used to avoid eating up too much ROM. The Polybius font, however, was large and more detailed, similar to the Nintendo styles of Mario Brothers or Duck Hunt. However, these games debuted in 1984, adding even more to the game's mystery, as Polybius's release date was in 81. Did you ever play Duck Hunt? Yeah, at the arcade with the actual... You didn't have one? We had it at home. We didn't have Nintendo, we had Sega. Oh, rich! Is it? (laughs) Was it? I feel like Sega was nicer. I thought Sega was like... The below it. I don't know. I thought our next door neighbor had Sega, and we were like, "Man, they get to play Sonic." We, we play did play Sonic. 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 Son- well, I did play. Some- God, that game stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> All those gold coins <laughs> trying to get running up the hill and jumping. Every- yeah, but uh, my brothers, my brothers played all the time. Yeah, so I didn't. I played Nintendo if I went to like my friend's house across the street. But oh, I guess you did have the gun. It gave you the gun for Duck Hunt. Yeah, yeah. but mostly it was like. If you were at a Pizza Hut or something like that. Yeah, that was, they had arcade-style duck hunt. But I was just mm-hmm. like, we would just chase each other around with that gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it made that good, like, mm-hmm. it's like a, it was like a metal spring in there. Yeah. And then you look right down it. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. They didn't think that oh, through. Shot you right in the eye? Well, I mean, there's nothing that comes out. It's like a, it, I don't even know how that works. Probably a scientist does, but... Somehow the screen knew where the thing was, and I was like, is there a sensor in the screen? Is it looking back at me? Uh, get a lot of thoughts as a kid. But it was like a mirror thing down in there. Wild shit. Anyhow, yeah, yeah staring right down the barrel of it, and I'm like, don't give that. That was eight. That was a bad idea. <laughs> well, in April of 2008, Polybius apologists got a glimmer of hope when more images of the game appeared online. Much to their chagrin, they were quickly debunked, when it was discovered they had been made by an eager fan. 
Once again, video game enthusiasts and conspiracy theorists alike were left wondering if the game had ever truly existed. It's someone who wrote fan fiction. <laughs> you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, For two seconds, I thought you wrote fan fiction. I was like, what oh, you told and me? I never, I had waited until just now to release it. Or you, you probably told I, me before and I would have forgot. <laughs> if I were to have written fan fiction, what do you think it would have been about? E.T. E.T.? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just non-sexual E.T. fan fiction about <laughs> a very, uh, he had a happy life on Earth. Yeah, oh. he would have, uh, that scene with the men in the white hazmat would have never happened. I promise you that. Oh, man. Never. That, that's what they get taken out. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to think. What, what did you love in the 80s? That would have been well, so, early yeah, 90s. So real, world, <laughs> real world. Real real world fan world fiction. fiction. I did when we were uh, in Seattle. I was like, where's the real world house? I know it's here somewhere. Pier 70. Pier 71, wasn't it? I Couldn't know. find it, though. They live on a pier. That's wild. Yeah. That seems dangerous. Yeah. I did love real world. But that Lean was... out the window? Yeah. I mean, it was probably been like... Um, Oh, I was real into like in middle school. I was real into Guns N' Roses <laughs> and Nirvana. So probably something with Slash. Definitely sexual. Slash. <laughs> slash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Slash was very hot. Slash. Do we even know what it looks like? No. Does anyone He's know like a Muppet. Slash? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if he has a face. Nah. He's just hair and a hat. <laughs> hair and a top glasses hat. and those little round and tiny little glasses and a cigarette. Yeah. There you go. That's all he is. <laughs> That's a life, though, because then if you were like, I don't want to do this anymore, you just get somebody else to put the wig on. Yeah. No, it's smart as hell. We're idiots. We showed our faces. Yeah. That's where we went wrong. Adding to the myth of the game is that there is no footage of actual gameplay. However, that hasn't stopped fans from using their imaginations. In 2004, an unknown user uploaded a video to the website gooddeals.com. A creepy icon of a maze-like image featuring a ghostly face beckons for those brave enough to click on it. Once clicked, a warning screen pops up with the following message. The Polybius video game has been linked to impaired memory and psychological changes. Gameplay may cause epileptic seizures in susceptible individuals. Then ominously below, the question. Do you still want to continue? And people are like, "Uh uh-huh. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, I'm on my toilet. I'm gonna be here for a while. And then just get going. For those brave enough to click yes, a black screen appears with the large recognizable Polybius letters flashing across it. Video game sounds play in the background, rising in pitch. This continues until the player hits a key. Without warning, everything then stops. The game shuts down. And the now disappointed player is left with a fatal error message box that says, April Fools, send this urban legend to a friend. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Come on. You like, f- I finally found it. Yes. I finally found it. That's like those ones. Remember back when the whole thing would people would send you stuff and it's like, look at this picture, and you'll see all of a sudden you'll see like Oh, and it's uh, like and, oh. Every time. They got me every time. Sobbing. <laughs> Tears. Like it I hate it. And remember I said I, when we were doing our randonautica research, I went on this whole TikTok thing and there was one that I didn't even send you because I threw my phone across the room <laughs> when the thing jumped out at me. Ugh, and I knew it was coming and it still got me. I know that's how it is. There was one on Twitter a while back that I and I retweeted it and said, This was awful. 
I can't believe I watched this. And like four people responded and was like, this was awful. Why did I watch this? And I was like, no, that's, that's not, not my you, fault. Buddy. But it was, I think it was somebody who was walking by the screen a few times. And then like the third or fourth time they walked by, it, you know, jumps out yeah. of your face. And it made me throw my phone. But this back, I mean, you know, what was this, 2004 when this came out? There was a time in the aughts, you know, oh four, oh five, until about whenever Google decided it would be funny to send those minion gifts <laughs> with people's emails on April Fools, and all the backlash they got, where someone was like, "We're planning my father's funeral," <laughs> and it was like the the funeral director was like, "Yeah, they would be like, we're so pleased to help your family in this time of need," and it was like, <laughs> and then, yes, and people were like. You, you're ruining my life and my business. <laughs> and then suddenly, there was just like a... It stopped. It really yep. stopped after that. Shut it down. This wasn't the height, though, in 04. Man. People were like, I know what I'll do. I'll trick people on the computer. An anonymous programmer known only as PRG-017 has claimed on internet forums that Polybius was developed by Sega... Rich. ...and that he was one of the programmers. According to PRG... We were given a project sheet and a map of the human brain and instructed how to stimulate those areas. Sounds sexual, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) The validity of this claim has often been questioned, given the lack of PRG's evidence and incorrect timeline of events. If you're going to claim something, you've got to do your research. Just lie better. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's how we've gotten to where we are. (laughs) You have to sell the lie. Yeah, or just be like, according to, blah, and then you're out of, get out of jail free every time. Yeah, there's no coinop.org. We made that up. (laughs) We did not. That is a real website. You can check it right now if you need to. Some guy made that up. Well, we'll talk about it in So What Do We Think, but there's a big feud with coinop I want to talk about. (laughs) There's a coinop feud? There's a coinop feud. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. A man named Stephen Roach from the Czech Republic has also come forward, claiming to have worked as a programmer on the game and that Zenith Lotion was even his company. While some have concluded Stephen is a fraud due to the poorly written post and his facts not adding up. Burn. <laughs> Video game historian and Polybius expert, quite a job, Kat Despira, told Eurogamer, Stephen's story is much more sinister. His company was based in Mexico, and they actually belonged to an institution of some sort that was global. What they used to do was basically a child reform academy that used behavior modification, and it's implied some sort of brainwashing, but obviously not digital. But that ended up being shut down by the government authorities because of abusive practices that supposedly Stephen and his wife were involved in. And now he's a man on the run. And he can't even write. (laughs) No, one of the quotes was, he may know how to program a game, but he sure as shit didn't know how to spell. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> Which would you rather be able to do? I'd rather be able to spell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Other I mean, people are getting programming game stuff. a game is going to make me more money. But <laughs> what do I do more often? Me personally. Spell on the yeah, internet. Spell on the internet. Yep. Because <laughs> if I didn't know how to spell, I couldn't Google Polybius because that's a whole word in itself. <laughs> It's, I, you can't even spell or, like, your grammar's bad. It's just that's the last-ditch effort of, like, I'm going to win this Facebook fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if I'm somebody's like, it. you're an asshole, they're like, really? It's Y-O-U apostrophe, Ari. Yeah. Who's the asshole now? Send. Yeah. <laughs> but you do feel like, yeah, yeah God, I'm fucking Because, yeah. you know, they're like, fuck, I <laughs> that up. Yeah. Damn. Sinister Hood will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. 
We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. We're sure you saw this one coming. We get annual checkups and go to the gym to maintain physical wellness and prevent injury and disease. And we do chores regularly, some of us, to avoid a giant mess around our house and roaches. Going to therapy is like all of the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. And going to therapy doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Sinisterhood listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Sinister. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Sinister. Most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of pros for my long, lovely locks. It's the world's most personalized hair care. And for those that haven't, I want to tell you about the incredible results I've been seeing since I've been using my customized pros products. I squirted them in a little travel bottle and took them with me on the road so I can make sure I would have dazzling, smooth locks no matter what climate I was in. Very smart. That is a, yeah, you got to, if you, if you got to create your own little travel size Mm -hmm. kit sometimes. Mm hmm. (laughs) Yes, Pros knows there is more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. It asked me where I lived, my zip code played into it, what kind of um, activities I was into, what shape my hair was in as far as was it dull, what am I looking to do, make it shinier, have less shedding, is my hair colored or not, all sorts of very important questions. And by analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. Pros also has a review and refine feature. It lets me tweak my formulas for any reason, like change of address, hair color, or my diet. I recently just used this feature, and I did a little tweaking to um, change a couple things up, one of which the fragrance. Loved the one I had. Nice. Want to try botanical. So I'm going to be getting, it's rosemary, lavender, and thyme. I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to sniff you the next time I see you. Thank (laughs) you. I'll let you. Always. (laughs) As a carbon neutral certified B Corp Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've ever had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash creepy. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash creepy for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Seasons are a-changing, and so will your personal taste. If you're tired of the late-stage summer and are ready for something new, ready to freshen up your fall with a change in decor, all while upgrading your comfort, that's where Brooklinen comes in. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. And you guys, what a success it is. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without luxury level markups. So you get their amazing array of products all at a reasonable price. Brooklinen has something for every comfort need and they're ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. 
I'm talking buttery soft and breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, and comfy loungewear you'll want to put on and never take off. I live in loungewear, so <laughs> Brooklyn Inn has my number. They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty. And fans are confident, too. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. And their customer service, clearly they get their eight hours every night because they're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklyn Inn. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code SINISTER to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code SINISTER for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. brooklinen.com, promo code SINISTER. So if no one can definitively prove who was behind Polybius or that it even existed, why does the myth persist? People on the internet message board Usenet claim to remember the game, or at least remember hearing of it before CoinApp, as early as 94 or 98. The archives of Usenet cannot be searched. Similar stories appear on Reddit. Do these earlier memories exist because the game was real? Or have users' minds pieced together bits of information that contribute to the persistence of the legend? We already said our memories are garbage. Trash, so. total trash. That's my favorite. Someone posted a whole long thing on Reddit that was like, I can explain this game from start to finish. And someone was like, did you think maybe that was like a dream? <laughs> it, was like, it wasn't Damn, even like, you're lit. a liar. It was just like, maybe you're making that up. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> Those that remember seeing mysterious men in black hanging around Portland arcades in the 80s aren't mistaken. They were, in fact, there, although perhaps for different reasons. Documentarian Todd Luoto told Eurogamer... Back in the early 80s, arcades weren't the safe haven people think they were. No one has ever thought that, first of all. (laughs) You think you could send your kids there and do whatever they want and they're safe? Drugs were a big part of what went on. Gambling was a big thing as well. There were FBI agents that came up to the Portland area and placed hidden cameras in the arcades and tracked people through their high score initials that they left. So there actually was an FBI raid that people remember. I mean, didn't they remember there actually were these men in black figures that would go in there as well? Some say they weren't trying to brainwash the kids, but just trying to keep tabs on the arcade. Trying to keep tabs <laughs> on those, <laughs> those high scores. Yeah. He was like, we will find ASS. <laughs> <laughs> Who is C-U-M? We yes. will have them before the day ends. D-I-K, I will find you. <laughs> And I will grab a hold of you. I yank you back to the headquarters. Yeah, I'm getting T-I-T. I'm getting B-U-T. I'm getting... What else we got? N-I-P. Yeah. F-R-T. F-U-K. That's right. You had to get real creative. every You're like, oh, shit. Somebody already did ass, but all of it's taken. What am I going to... And then you're like, you're a legend because you like come up with like... MFR, like motherfucker. Oh, that was the first one. That's how like texting abbreviation got that's started. Right. They didn't even know what they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, I think that, that that's the funniest part of this. That they're like, we're gonna find them by their actual initials. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Where, where does ass live? And he's like, wait a minute. This one says FBI. <laughs> oh God, it was and me. This one says CIA. <gasps> ah. God. <laughs> Another reason the Polybius lore remains alive can be attributed to the actual documented cases of teams seemingly being negatively impacted by video games. 
One such incident involved Brian Morrow, a 12-year-old who fell ill at the Malibu Grand Prix in Beaverton, Oregon, over Thanksgiving weekend in November of 81. The Salem Statesman Journal reported that 28 hours into his planned 48-hour gaming marathon of asteroids, Brian had to tap out after he was struck with hand cramps and (laughs) stomach discomfort. Arcade employee Rhonda Nelson told the paper, He uh, he said he thought he drank too many Cokes and he left the game, (laughs) didn't come back. Was it really too much soda or was the U.S. government behind it? (laughs) Rhonda's like, I don't know, he told me he had to blow up the bathroom, so... (laughs) It's probably they all said connected. they were massaging his hands. I'm like, you need to stop no. when it gets to that he point. He had special gloves that he wore, but yeah. then his If I ever walked me. in and told him, he's like, massage my hand, I can't play Final Fantasy anymore. I'm like, who do you think you are? Put it down, man. <laughs> he's trying to beat that high score. But yeah, no, there were. they said also that the, the young man was very distracted and upset because there were too many video uh like there was uh, cameras from the news because it was like oh. lit he up. caved under pressure and he caved under pressure I and mean, whom homest amongst us haven't been like oh i gotta go poop yeah, yeah. All the <laughs> but, time. Yeah, but also like you're 12 and you're t- that whole week leading up like before thanksgiving break at school he's like man i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get my parents are gonna go 48 hours i'm gonna beat the high score and then you go back to school after thanksgiving yeah. on monday and they're like oh brian <laughs> <laughs> he's just so ashamed <laughs> You gotta, you gotta move. You gotta transfer. Dude, what if Brian was Leave here? Leave the country. Oh, what if he, Brian Moore? Are you in this room with us here? tonight? <laughs> he's not a ghost. Huh? He, he did, the poop didn't kill. No, he's he's, he's alive. alive. I he mean, made it. I don't know if he, he was or not. Uh-huh. He may have, everybody dies. Maybe he is dead. But I don't. He didn't die from this. If he's not point. dead yet, he will be. Yeah. He, at some point, we all will. Yeah. That's another thing you say to people on the bus when you make eye contact. Yeah. We're all gonna we'll die someday. 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 Someday you're gonna die. Like, ding. Anyways, this is my stop. I feel like I can make... You guys ride public transit up here, right? I Woo! Oh, you try, you well, drive it? Oh, Who you said drive? that? I drive a 40-foot, 20-ton bus through the city every single Hell day. Hell yeah! Wow. Woo! Yeah! Because I used to live in Chicago and we rode public transit, and I've made references to it to people in Texas, and they're just like, my truck doesn't do that. And I'm like, there's, no, there's nobody else in my truck. <laughs> like, all right, well, there may be. You never know. Look behind you, but... <laughs> Look in the back seat. You never know. <laughs> Obviously, you're not a woman that drives that truck because we check the back seat immediately when we get in. But that- <laughs> well, a more tragic case occurred five months later on April 29th, 1982, when 18-year-old Peter Bukowski died while playing Berserk in Calumet City, Illinois. United Press International reported that Peter's death was a heart attack caused by myocardial inflammation. Although it occurred while he was gaming, the coroner said Peter's condition could have been triggered by a task as easy as walking up a flight of stairs. But even with the medical explanation, parents feared the incidents were somehow related. Because the newspaper hid that shit yeah. at the end. Because the media, <laughs> because the media <laughs> wants to sell a lot of papers. I mean, it literally the headline was like... state of fear. That's how they get you. That's what it is. It mm-hmm. said, like, a video game kills teen. And then I scrolled down and I was like, no. No, it didn't. <laughs> A teen died while playing a video game. Technically, a better headline for that. Anything with the news, you just put a question mark, and it's fine. You say whatever you want. Then you don't have to be held accountable. Same with like according to. That's right. You just put a question mark. It's like, was it? It's my theory based on the evidence I've reviewed. Please don't sue me. (laughs) Adults villainizing video games in the early '80s wasn't limited to the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest. 
1982, Mesquite, Texas. Woo! That's me. I'm the only one here from Mesquite. It's all right. <laughs> I wooed for myself. <sighs> Barred all children from entering the Aladdin's Castle video arcade at Townies Mall, citing safety concerns. Councilman Bernie Irwin told the New York Times, When we started this thing, we didn't have that many machines in our community. Now I can go to the restroom anytime and I can find one there right by the commode. No one says commode, but it's the South. My mother says commode. My grandmother said commode, but I haven't heard that in so long. The city lost its fight, and the children of Mesquite returned to their games. But the message was clear and ingrained into the teenage subconscious. Video games were dangerous. When I tell you that they turned the Simpsons off at the CCs, they took this case to the Supreme Court of America. Like, <laughs> they fought having video game, a video game arcade for kids. All the, like, that's how our city budget was blown. The Mesquite City budget. Yeah, which is like 80 bucks. No, and by the way, <laughs> yeah, very small. Townies also, uh, Townies Small, if... Uh, there's I I know because I know some people in here have been there. Uh, so you get this. It's like you went back to 1984 yeah. and you're on a game show that's pretending to be a mall. Yeah, or like it's in the background on a on a TV or a movie where it's not yeah. like Claire's. It's like uh, Corinne's, but it, the logo looks like Claire's, yeah. and you're like, like they're like we'll pierce your ears, and you're like nah. Yeah. I bet you would, but I'm I'm okay. <laughs> nah. Yeah, they're all just a little off, and just like everything's just too bright of colors. It's very unsettling, and it, and they try to so they keep video games out. But then about I would say maybe two thousand twelve or thirteen uh, on uh, Black Friday, there was this video that went viral. And it's one of those where they're like, uh, "Mall in Mesquite, Texas, saw a pandemonium over Black Friday, and a guy uh, picked up a trash can and <laughs> hooked it over the second story." And then it bounced through like Donkey Kong, like a barrel, and people were dodging it. So despite their best efforts, it ended up becoming like a real-life video game. And that's another one where I'm like, don't be Mesquite, don't be Mesquite. And they're like, suburb Mesquite, Texas. And I'm like, there was. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, some online believe Polybius was a subproject of the government's MKUltra program. MKUltra was not one singular experiment after all. According to the Supreme Court in CIA versus Sims, it consisted of 149 subprojects, which the agency contracted out to various universities, research foundations, and similar institutions. At least 80 institutions and 185 private researchers participated. Because the agency funded MKUltra indirectly, many of the participating individuals were unaware they were dealing with the CIA. The type of secret experimentation done via MKUltra that began in 1953 was later forbidden in an executive order signed December 4, 1981, before being codified into law the next year. Were there some MKUltra experimental video game cabinets lurking in arcades in 1981 that were mysteriously removed once the executive order was signed that December? You know I think it was. I know. <laughs> I know. If it's ever... Could it be this or a conspiracy theory? It's a conspiracy theory. There was a, I don't think we put it in here, but there was a quote when researching that said something to the effect of, well, we have no actual research, but that it could still possibly be true. And I was like, did this, did Heather McKinney say this? (laughs) (laughs) Prove me wrong. (laughs) Sinisterhood will be right back. Christy? Yeah. I'm feeling 
footloose and fancy free with my classy new shoes. Me too. We got the same pair because <laughs> we we're the same person and the same. they're so cute. I cannot wait to have my next show, my next improv show, because I will be wearing them because they are very good show shoes. We both decided that ahead of time. We like to wear flats on on stage and they're perfect for that. I love how they look. I love how they feel. They class up an outfit. I showed Paris, and he's my fashionista in the house. I'm very much like, I I don't treat myself, but I feel like I treated myself this time, Mm -hmm. and he noticed. And he said, that dresses up your jeans. Oh, my gosh. So Mm -hmm. uh, it made him take me out for a nice, fancy restaurant dinner because otherwise, I'm like, I can't schlub it in these shoes. These are not Uber Eats I'm not going to walk around my own house in these beautiful (laughs) shoes. No, they're too cute. And not only uh, do they make us look and feel like a princess, we are the same because Meghan Markle has these shoes. There's the Sarah mm-hmm. Flint Natalie flats in the Saddle Vachetta. I don't, it's so fancy. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but <laughs> I feel fancy wearing it. It's them. a very pretty tan, kind of cognac tan uh, leather, mm-hmm. and they are super cute. They got this cute little leather bow on the side. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Well, These shoes are great, probably because they are designed by a woman and actually made for women to walk in. But it should not have taken this long for someone to realize a pair of designer shoes that are going to last for years should also be comfortable enough to wear and can actually look as great as other designer shoes. I didn't even know that this was possible because usually shoes that are this nice are super uncomfortable to wear. And it's just like I got to wear them for like an hour and then I'm taking them off. Suck it up. these like... You could work eight hours in these shoes. You can go do an improv. You can go to a fancy dinner or you can just schlub it around your house because you know what? You're not (laughs) schlubbing it around your house if you're in the Sarah Flint shoe. I am in love with mine. Sarah Flint is a woman designing shoes for women, which is why her timeless footwear offers style without sacrifice. You get looks, quality, and this is key, comfort. Unlike other brands, when Sarah Flint says made in Italy, they mean just that. Every part of their shoes is 100% handcrafted in Italy by skilled artisans at family-owned factories that have been around for generations. That means not only a slow and careful production process, but also a more sustainable one. In Sarah Flint shoes, you see smart details like the extra padding, a wider toe box, or insoles shaped to support your foot's natural arch. They don't just say they're comfortable. They are shoes that actually walk the walk. And did I mention how chic they are? It's no wonder celebs like Lady Gaga, Serena Williams, Carly Kloss have all been seen stepping out in Sarah Flint shoes. And Meghan Markle has the ones that we have. No I mean, chill. Amal Clooney wears these shoes, and I just, in all things in my life, try to be like Amal Clooney. So does Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> and same for her. Yes. <laughs> the best part, Sarah Flint shoes cost hundreds of dollars less than other designer brands. They're priced direct to consumer. No middlemen, no markups. You pay for the quality and nothing else. Step into quality, design, and comfort in a pair of Sarah Flint shoes. As a special welcome offer for Sinisterhood listeners, you get $50 off your first Sarah Flint purchase when you go to sarahflint.com slash creepy. That's sarahflint.com slash creepy for $50 off. One more time, sarahflint.com slash creepy. What would you do if a singular moment changed your life forever? This is Actually Happening is a weekly podcast from Wondery that features extraordinary true stories of moments that changed absolutely everything for ordinary people. To remember the 20th anniversary of 9-11, This Is Actually Happening is bringing you a special four-part series called The Long Shadow, with each episode told from the perspective of a person who survived that tragic day. 
You'll hear from an ER doctor in Lower Manhattan, a Port Authority officer who was near ground zero when the planes hit, a firefighter who was on the scene, and a cardiologist finishing his residency who worked in a makeshift morgue. We've all had moments in our lives that have given us the feeling of nothing is ever going to be the same. This is actually happening. We'll commemorate the heartbreak, courage, and bravery of the day that changed everything. Listen to This Is Actually Happening on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Wondery, feel the story. Is it really so unbelievable that the government would use video games to advance its interests? Beginning in 1989 and continuing through the year 2000, the FBI partnered with the American Amusement Machine Association to insert screens on arcade games that displayed the FBI logo along with the words, Winners Don't Do Drugs, William Sessions, Director, FBI. <laughs> That's like, I'm going to do more drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even it's do like drugs. You just, you just now I want my to. high score. I'm about That's to go get right. blazed up. <laughs> Everyone's like, I want to be just like William Sessions. That's who I want to be like. Yeah. I don't want to do drugs. Like, come on. Did you have Dare in your school? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, a, uh, we had Dare and we had like where you had to wear the red ribbons and it was very Seinfeldian. What was the red ribbon? It was said that like, you don't do drugs. Oh. It was like dare, drug, dare to be drug free ribbon with like a little gold sticker. And it was like, why aren't you wearing the ribbon? What are you doing after school? <laughs> And I was like, I just don't like the uh, things fall Very off my scarlet shirt. letter of your school. <laughs> well, people were like, we know you don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you had like everybody, you're just covered yeah. in red ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we, you don't need to wear that. It's fine. <laughs> That's what Tommy goes at the meet and greet. Are the people going to give you gifts? And we're like, I don't know. Maybe they don't have to. You know, we're just excited to meet people. And he's like, do you think they might give you drugs? Because some other podcasters have talked about like, that's a thing that happens. And I was like, no one has ever tried to give me drugs. Ever. <laughs> I'm I mean, not going to deny them, just I in mean, case would anybody I say yes? has <laughs> Probably. thinking about that. I ain't got no day job no more. Nobody, Sinisterhood LLC don't test. We do not drug test, no. <laughs> and we are in a uh, state that it is That's not right. a problem. That's and, right. And uh, I've been told, go yeah. to Electric Lettuce. Is that what it's called? Electric okay. Lettuce. All right. It's a great name. It is. I like it. I it's like, like the name but see me, lettuce. I would be like, I'd like a salad with electric lettuce. <laughs> that sounds fun. And then, and like, can the, I have some ranch? The next and like, no. six hours are the best of my life. As I just get to witness like you so high. <laughs> I can't, I'm going to cry thinking about it. It would be so funny. But until you like started to panic and freak out and everybody else's high was <laughs> was ruined. We had to deal with like, the walls. Uh, <laughs> but I, there's like so many cool lingos. And one of my friends was like super cool in college. And they were like, yeah, like people just like offer you like coke at a party. And I was like, what do you mean? They would be like, oh, oh yeah, do you guys ever like go skiing? I can't remember what the thing was. And I was like, literally, if someone was like, do you ski? I'd be like, no, I have really weak ankles. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's where I'm at. If or they're like, like, hey, do you want to do some coke? You're like, Dr. Pepper. I actually do diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Dr. Pepper zero. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're into that. And they so I would with the hard stuff. <laughs> now you don't know that that's another code for something else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something. It's I don't know what Dr. Pepper. I feel well, like that's what, there's what, a probe involved if it's doctor or something. True. Well, we went rando nodding. Yeah, the did. other night, and we pulled up to this park, and it was dark. I was like. <laughs> I'm always worried that when I come to a park after dark that I'm going to, like, accidentally signal that I want to... You said, you said, 
doll, you go, I'm afraid I'm going to accidentally signal someone thinks I want a butt bug. Because <laughs> it's like there's that urban legend of you like tap your brake lights that it means that. I've heard that. I thought it meant someone's following you too close. <laughs> but maybe it means they're not following you close you, yeah, enough. You want them to follow you much closer. Yeah. We did not get butt fucked while we were in Onotaki in case anybody was We concerned. did when we got home. No, I'm kidding. We're but, uh, but I just yeah. loved, I liked your very specific fear that you weren't like, people are going to like come up to the window or try to sell you drugs. Like, they're going to think I want a butt fuck. <laughs> Uh, if you're a Patreon and you've seen that video, round of applause if you have. Yeah. Heather made, uh, it's a cinematic masterpiece, honestly. <laughs> what she did with the footage that we had. I was there and watching it back, I was laughing out loud. I used to love to edit videos when I was in high school. Now good. I have time to do it. And Tommy does all of our audio editing and it, I don't know how any of it works. He makes it sound so good. And then someone commented on the video today and they were like, Tommy did such a great job with editing like, this video. I, I, like, this. Did too shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't comment though. I was just like, I fumed about it. all right Till right now. I've fumed about it. I'll all comment. Day. I'll comment. Thank you. I'll Thank comment. You. <laughs> but it was well-meaning. They were trying to give credit where credit was due. But Tommy, was you me. need to go on there and comment and say, that wasn't me. That was Heather. Chrissy knows my love language is words of affirmation. It so is. if someone else yeah. gets credit for what I did, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, never forget. Doesn't Heather look lovely tonight? Yeah. Everyone. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> See, this is what I need. This is what I need. <laughs> well, 20 years after that campaign, the U.S. Army took to the popular game streaming website Twitch to try and recruit new troops. The Navy and Air Force joined in with Major General Frank Muth telling ThinkTech that esports is a way to start the conversation. None of our players that go in there and say, hey, I'm a recruiter, come join the Army. Instead, they would run fake giveaways in the comments that directed users to recruitment pages under the guise of winning a free Xbox controller, according to Kotaku. Some users also found themselves banned after trolling the government streamers and asking... What's your favorite war crime? <laughs> Sick burn. It did not go. They I deserve it. Don't come into my world trying to get me to go into yours. Stay also, in your lane. If I want to join the army, I'll come to you. It's like you, you go in there thinking you're going to get a video game controller, and then all of a sudden they're shaving your head. Like, you I don't see your mom here. for nine yeah. months. Like, what happened? When I was in high school, I got a phone call from an army recruiter, and I answered, and they're like, is this Heather McKinney? I'm like, yeah. They're like, are you a senior in high school? I was like, yeah. And they go, oh, well, we'd like to invite you to join the army. I'm like, you've never seen me. So <laughs> probably... A Zoom call, and he goes, I said, I don't know about that because of what I want to study in school. He goes, I guarantee you any major that you're going to major in, we can offer that to you in the Army. I go, I'd like to major in theater and creative <laughs> writing. And he was like, you have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like they could have used both an actor and a creative writer for this because they, they could have majorly failed. Yes. <laughs> this is where they're like, hello, like, fellow children. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Creed, like yes. trying to yeah. relate. <laughs> <laughs> he dyes his hair with My hair's color. always been this color. What are you exactly. talking about? There's a bunch of olds in here. <laughs> well, although the Twitch route may not have been as covert as a freestanding arcade machine, the U.S. government's willingness to meet use on their own turf goes to show, even without screenshots or a paper trail, the story of Polybius may be more than just an urban legend. And, well, there's also, like, the, the army, they were always... 
I feel like they just had that idea of like, we gotta get the kids where they're at. Like, we gotta meet them. So the William Sessions thing, they eventually did the Twitch, but for a while in the 80s, they also took a game called Battlezone and they went to Atari and asked, Fallen told them that they were going to turn that into a tank training machine. <laughs> Yikes. And the, all the interviews with the guy that was the original, basically the video game designer, he was like a pacifist, he was anti-war, and he was just really bummed. <laughs> and they kind of presented it to him of like, you're going to save lives and it'll be great. And so they made one or two of them, and then eventually... The, they presented it to the army, and according to the, uh, the gentleman from the Atari, he's like, I know what happened to the machine, but I can't say. It's with it's in a, I know. a landfill with the E.T. games. <laughs> yeah, they started training him, and they're like, this game sucks. <laughs> I can't even put ASS test. when I get the high score. It's <laughs> bullshit. Well, according to documentarian Dylan Reef. The alleged last sightings of the Polybius cabinets were at a storage unit in Newport, Oregon. If they are actually there, or is it just another hopeful... Everybody here, are y'all from Newport? No? Everyone's like, we know that town. Okay. Interesting. All right. Nobody screamed for mesquite, but Newport gets a moan. (laughs) Well, if they're actually there, or it's just another hopeful rumor has yet to be seen. For now, the story persists and is often referenced in pop culture, with Polybius cabinets appearing in the 2006 Simpsons episode, Please Homer Don't Hammer Him, and in the 2021 Disney Plus series, Loki. Starring Tom Hiddleston. God damn. Oh, God damn it. God, God damn it. One day we just sent gifts of him to each other for like two hours straight. (laughs) And then you didn't hear from either one of us for like seven minutes. I'm like, I'm watching the night manager again. It's Mm. like, is it a really intriguing like miniseries? Like you see Tom Hiddleston's butt in the third episode, (laughs) like 22 minutes in. You know the exact spot. God dang it. First-hand accounts can still be found online of now adults that remember their experiences with the game. Others are convinced the legend of Polybius is nothing more than an urban legend, created to serve as a cautionary tale to teens that can't keep the joystick out of their hand. After all those Tom Hiddleston gifts. No, yeah. Me neither. Still, there are those that are convinced the game had more sinister motives, and that the men in black seen lurking around were there for much more nefarious reasons than drugs and gambling. Regardless which side of the fence you fall on, author of Electric Dreams, Tom Lean, makes a good point. History isn't necessarily what happened, it's what people say happened. If it wasn't such a bitch to take this out, I'd just drop it right now. Because that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good line. He ain't wrong, though. I mean, no, he's very right. Yeah. Everything's made up, so. It is. And how do we know? We weren't there. That's we just right. believe anything anybody tells us. It's Put true. it in a book or on Wikipedia. Can you be able to believe anything? Well, so what do we think? Okay. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibilities that several things happened, and then this is all of those several things. And by that, I mean the government tested people, like tested on people. They guinea pigged them. We did a whole MK Ultra episode. Still think about it. Uh, and, be, I mean, because there was, like they said, there were so many, like, university, universities that were like, oh, we're just, like, microdosing people for educational purposes. And we got this grant from, like, the Bob J. Not the Government Association. What a weird last name. Um, but then, it, like, the money was from the CIA, and they were you know, sensibly torturing people. And then also there were 
there were these occasions of teens ha- spazzing out, as one of the quotes said, or, mm-hmm. you know, having migraines or, you know, nightmares. Who knows? So, and I then. Think that's just being a teen. That's, what I, that's the other thing is the kids are like, I went to the arcade and I played this game and then I don't remember what happened and I threw up. And I'm like, did you get, do drugs? I've never, <laughs> I don't know. But maybe. I mean, too many. I mean, if kind. I try to watch one of the games Tommy plays where he's like moving around, I am get sick. True. I can't do it. So. True, true. But then the government did. They made Atari make that cabinet game to train people. They're trying to go on Twitch and like, hello, fellow children. Mm-hmm. And they did the whole... That, the best part, the story about that Winners Don't Do Drugs campaign is a guy got hired at the FBI in the role of like outreach coordinator. Um, and he was friends with the guy that worked at the uh, American Amusement Machines Association. And Which that's a fake. They were just organization. like getting drunk, <laughs> and he just said like we got to figure out a way to reach kids. And the guy's like video games, man. He was like fuck yeah. yeah. And I'm like y'all were on drugs, and y'all thought of that. <laughs> but so it, the government's it's not like I think we think oh my god there would be so much like a FOIA request on Polybius came which is a Freedom of Information Act came back and the government said we don't have any records on this. I'm like yeah you don't have any records on the shrimp dart that took JFK out either. Yeah. So I think. It would not. We don't be, have any records. Is the government's slogan? That's right. We <laughs> those were lost, redacted. So I think it's not outside the realm of possibility that the fine people of Oregon were tested on. Yeah, we're sorry, guys, by the government back in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, as you know, I think the government is behind everything. Shady so, shit. Yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities for sure. I uh, would love to get my hands on one of these. I'm going to, wherever, how far away from Newport? An hour, two hours? A couple hours? All right. All right. We're used to where you have to drive like a million years. Yeah. Drive 14 hours and still be in our same state. So that's not that bad. No. Two hours is great. As far as we're concerned. Um, On the plane ride on the way here, I was watching a documentary about Polybius. That's the, that's the, uh, the beef. Yeah. Oh, the coin-op. All right, well, this will segue into coin-op. So I kept watching the actual, what they say the game would have looked like, and then the guy is describing it. I watched it ten times, and finally I had to wake up Tommy, and I was like... <laughs> I did see him be like... <sighs> and I'm like... <laughs> because I was like, like, can you explain what is happening to me? And he, like, watched it once. He's like... All right, so this is a vector game, and what's happening is, so that little ship is trying to shoot that, and see all the circles, they have numbers in them, and if you're hitting the number, then you got to hit the other ones that have the same number, and it's going to subtract. I was like, what? (laughs) You're a genius. (laughs) That's that's the thing is, I think a lot of times, like, other people, like, so-called intellectuals want to talk shit about video games. I'm like, it's hard. Oh, and yeah. you got to remember a lot of stuff. And it's a lot of hand-eye coordination. I'm like, don't shit talk. You know what? You'll talk shit to your nine-year-olds pulling in $2 million exactly. on Twitch a year. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, nobody has a problem They're with like, it anymore. They're oh, like, we don't let Matthias have screen time. And it's like, well, Zachary over there is having screen time. And he's bringing in 50 yeah, grand a month. paid for our house. Yes, so exactly. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, Ella can have all the screen time she wants right. if it means... I get a brand new Range Rover. I'm fine with it. Erica That's James totally Kyle. fine. All right, I want to hear about this coin. No, okay. Beat. So this, I the YouTuber Stuart Brown who did an excellent, very thorough YouTube documentary. It's about Thirty minutes too long. Yeah. It's an hour long. Well, he's 
very British and very specific about mm-hmm. his facts. And he was tracking people down and like aggressively emailing them. And this coin op fella is one of them. And he's like, prove to me that you didn't create this myth. <laughs> like, and the guy was just like, I don't know, just read the article. <laughs> he was like, in the whole, so then the crux of this. He was determined to crack it open. Yes, the crux of this video basically became like, coinop.org is bullshit. <laughs> and like you said, eh, you said it, man. Like it was one sentence. Yeah. And the documentary was like two hours. Yeah, but then we had another 45 minutes of him just explaining why. He was like, we looked it up. But yeah, it was like he had a vendetta against this person yeah. that published it and was like, I checked the timestamps on the underline. It was kind of like an MLM thing because you think the documentary is just about Polybius and it ropes you in and it's very interesting. And all of a sudden, it's like a bait and switch. You're like, wait a second, now we're talking about this guy's beef. It's like, did you invite me over for a charcuterie board? Yeah. No. We have these You necklaces. have a Rodan and Fields party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be like, you're lashes could be so much longer and i'm like i don't they're fine like i can see yeah it's all right yeah i don't need to flutter them across the room in a coquettish fashion um what a great word that's a good one uh but no that's and he he's even like uh i think the guy's name is steve kohler that owned the website and stewart's like his online username captain sarcastic (laughs) he's just like which is which first of all it's like if that's your username and you wrote in like he told you already in his username, man, it's not him. Yeah. It's a bit. Was, but I like that he said it as, like, evidence. <laughs> he doesn't take anything seriously. He's the captain of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> he was a lieutenant and he was promoted. I would love to be... The, if I'm the captain, you're the first mate. Hell yeah. All right. He had a fun hat. No, yeah, we could have fun hats. So if you're... Then I'm Gilligan. Wasn't... I didn't watch that show. Oh, God. I said that with more judgment than I'm. Yeah, meant you're to. like I don't. <laughs> I have nothing against Gilligan. I just didn't. I didn't watch it. I just uh, Gilligan's Island is one of those things that, as a, I watched as a kid, and it was great. And Bob Denver was your character. Was, oh, I love Gilligan. Gilligan Bob Denver was, was so one. funny. Yeah, the professor, well, sexual awakening as a child <laughs> watching that. That's one of the. Was another, he the one that was Marianne? Uh, well, there was some tension. I don't think uh, it was confirmed. There was a lot of tension. Uh, he was like, you want to come over and listen to my coconut record player? And I was like, yeah, I do. Uh, that was another one, though, that I watched it in, like, the mid-90s, and it was not created in the mid-90s. No. And my mom's like, they're all dead. I'm like, on the island? She's like, no, it's all fake. I'm like, cool. But that's, that is one of the ones that, like, people on the Internet would be like, actually, you can't make a record player out of a coconut. Uh. And you're like, yeah, I don't think you could have a dinosaur vacuum cleaner on the Flintstones either, but yeah. it's TV, so no, it's probably I don't fine. think you slid down a brontosaurus next <laughs> to get to the rock quarry, but we're all pretending, you asshole. Dude, Can you stop I... ruining this for everybody? <laughs> if, you, if I could slide down a brontosaurus still, I would work at a rock quarry. Yeah. I, I'd probably get fired. I would be good at it, but... No, I'd be riding that brontosaurus neck all day. I forgot something in my car. (laughs) You climb back up. Oh, man. But yeah, that's, uh, so that's Polybius for you. Yeah, that's Polybius, you guys. That's it. Thank you. Um, Well, uh, so normally, so we do some fun things on our Patreon, uh, and we thought it might be fun to do one of those for you guys tonight. So, so. um, yeah, what are, you, what are we going to do here? Do we need some rulings? I think so. All rise! <laughs> uh, if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, we forgive you. It's cool. Uh, we get it. Uh, but you are missing out on a bit we do called Judge Christie, where uh, the cases are real, the rulings are final, her jurisdiction is unlimited. It's also global. <laughs> it's global. She yeah, rules on everything. It's, it's if we everywhere. had space law, we'd yeah, do that I'm too. Yeah, I'm everywhere. Um, so... 
She says you may be seated, and then we begin. Oh, yeah, you may be seated. <laughs> but what we'll do for you guys, a lot of times we pull it from the headlines, but uh, we would love if somebody had, like, a petty grievance that either between you and somebody that's here or between... <laughs> Uh, no bummers, no, no bummers, bummers, no bummers. And nothing where like you're gonna be asked to leave because yeah. it gets heated. We don't like, need like a Dwight and Angela. Like, well, he put my cat in the freezer. Like, <laughs> it's great for the office. We're good here. Um, so just you know something that you know roommate quarreled one time. Like uh, my uh, I lived with a gal. It was kind of I moved in with a guy. He dressed up as Superman at work, so I was. I made a lot of choices I wouldn't have otherwise made. She worked at Magic Time Machine. It wasn't like a law office. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Superman. It was a restaurant where people dressed up in costumes. Yeah, like a <laughs> to fun, wait tables. Yes, and he dressed up as Superman. So I moved in with him. Dressed like, for the job you want, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and he did. He's <laughs> the hero we need. Uh, well, and so we moved in together too soon, like within months. And uh, it was with, he lived with another couple. So it was like a bedroom, a bedroom, and then the kitchen in the middle. And I brought some dishes, you know, to contribute to the household. And this girl, the, the other roommate, cooked a pork meal. Mm. And there was a lot of, like, Ugh. fat Ugh. remaining in all my dishes when I came home from a long shift of being dressed up as Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so I had a pretty bad time. So I left a note... Oh, Heather. No! <laughs> Your Honor, please, may I, may I present my case? This just turned you into an am I the asshole. <laughs> oh. I was, let me just preface, I was 19. Okay, well, we'll forgive you then. Well, the note, the note said, Uh-oh. <laughs> please wash your dishes. We don't have a maid and your mom doesn't live here. Oh, Wow. Uh, so I left that note, went to bed. Where did you leave it? Like Uh, taped to their door? Yeah. No, 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 no. A post-it note like on the counter. Okay. Didn't tell Superman. Cause he was like friends with them and they were, I was just some bitch that moved in (laughs) (laughs) and then like proved them right. Um, so the next day I go out to what I think is going to go to my lucrative job as dressing up as a book character, movie character. And, uh, she confronts me and she's like, did you leave this note? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, let me tell you why I didn't clean those dishes. And I was like, why? And she's like, I had a medical procedure yesterday, and I couldn't. And but I she like, could cook a pork Thank piece. you! <laughs> what? And she goes, it was serious. It was a serious medical procedure. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, at my gynecologist's office. And I was like, oh. Okay, we, we didn't need to talk No, I know. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And she was like, so I didn't need your note. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she left, and I went to the kitchen, and the motherfucking dishes weren't clean. So, your honor... Was I wrong for leaving the note? Were you wrong? No. Thank Could you. it have been nicer? Perhaps. Could it have? <laughs> Notes are very passive aggressive, yeah. and I am not someone that responds well to passive aggressiveness because I'm just me, like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> if you want your dishes done, come and ask me like an adult to my face. But my question is first of all, uh, did she cook that with her vagina? <laughs> how so, else are you supposed to cook a pork roast? Yeah. That's how I do it. If you can cook a pork roast, you can clean the dishes after you cook a pork roast. So That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, everyone sucks here. Is my <laughs> really 
but you suck less. Thank you. All right. I'm okay. not proud of that I left a note, all right? I'm not, but I was so mad and I... Were you mad that it was your dishes or that there were just dirty dishes, period? Well, and also, like, when you leave out, like... It stunk. Yes. Yeah. It's like meat fat stink. Yeah, that's gross. It yeah. was gross. It was well, gross. And it's yeah. gooey and like, I, you, I mean, it's going to take a lot to get As it out. As having roommates, you have to have like a code. Yes. Where like, if you do this, you clean it up yes. so it doesn't impact everyone else in the house. So yeah. So Definitely final they should have cleaned it up. Is it no take, no winners? Um, final ruling is she definitely should have cleaned up the pork fat and... She should be on bed rest, apparently, <laughs> for her condition. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And well, then what you do is you get real passive aggressive, and then you just take all those dishes, and you keep them in your room, and you only take them out of your room when you want to use them. And then you just make eye contact as you scrub them clean. And then you take them back to your room, and you keep them in your room. That's what you do. That's exactly what I do. You did. have to fight. Is that what you did? <laughs> you did that? Fuck Yeah. And she would be like, where's the saucepan? I'm like, check your pussy. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just like, I don't, I, it's another room. I don't. And then Martin. She's like, I can't. I don't have one anymore. <laughs> She's like, you know this. <laughs> they sewed it shut. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I think she made it up. She was fine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think she was just saying that. But she yeah. wanted, she wanted sympathy from you. But we and did. she did not get it. <laughs> no. And then, of course, Superman's like you know she had a medical procedure. I was like, you don't know that. <laughs> and then he was like, why, let's watch some more Carlos Mencia stand-up. And I'm like, oh. we have to break up. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. Man, there were so many red flags in that relationship. <laughs> that was one of many. That was so yeah. many. But, yeah, wow. so, well, thank you. So if uh, we would love to hear if somebody has a petty grievance. Just, yo, I have a grievance. Yes. All right. Let's yes. hear it. All right, what is your name? Uh, Alex. Alex is the plaintiff. Who is the defendant? <laughs> With whom do you have a grievance? Okay. Is she here? No. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Is unnamed, that the grievance you would come defendant? to our show with you? Because now we have a grievance. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, we're seeing each other very casually. Okay. They're seeing each other casually. We're just repeating this for other people, not and also, because. We are trying to gaslight you or something. <laughs> All right. Also, it's being recorded, so yeah, it yeah. helps those at home. Yeah. So, okay. Oh! The plaintiff invited the defendant to a house party that the plaintiff was hosting, and the defendant made out with someone else. What was, did you chat Wait, about Wait, is there it? more to it? Did you chat afterward? Yeah, please, more. please, continue. More. No, it's just getting good. I'm into Bring it. it. Keep talking. I love it. Oh, so a co-defendant. <laughs> Who's now admitted culpability. <laughs> not an unreasonable request to no. be like if we date could you just put your tongue like only in my mouth <laughs> yeah and your own but yeah. nobody else yeah you're like have you turned the news on <laughs> do you know why we're all wearing masks we're in the middle of a pandemic maybe don't go just kissing random people and then come put your mouth on my mouth 
No! The defendant went on a date. Did they know you were going to be there? Okay. You're very nice. You're here, so yeah. I assume it was malicious, and I hate anybody that wronged you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm biased. I'll admit it. Situationship. Oh. Oh no. Just chit chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the knife was already in your heart, and they just twisted a little bit. Just, just a little turned bit. it a little bit. Put a little bit. Tabasco mm-hmm. on it. No. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um. So you're not exclusive, and that was set up up top that you weren't exclusive. Okay. Okay, so she is free by the terms of the relationship to see other people. Is it shitty to make out with a person at your own party? Yes. Yeah. You invited both the defendant and the co-defendant to the party? So you're friends with the co-defendant, and that's why they felt guilty the next day? Everybody needs... To have a talk with me. <laughs> <laughs> Who does the, Yeah, well, and we need another uh, verdict on should you still be friends with that person. I guess they apologize, but here's well, the thing. Does that matter? Once you've already done the deed, then you, yeah. the, you, go fuck yourself with your apology. Yeah. You already did yeah. what you were going to do. Stuff your stories in a sec. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say, like, you... Just because someone set up the parameters of a relationship it's not exclusive it doesn't mean it doesn't give them carte blanche to be disrespectful that's true mm-hmm. is what I would say yeah um, mm-hmm. and so yeah as a former uh, victim of a situation I'll say I'm a survivor of a situation <laughs> um, but, I, but it was kind of like hey this is really casual but then they act like shit bags and it's like okay well that's outside the bounds of like mm-hmm. you know so I think it, there's a little bit more respect there Guilty. And I'm not also, the judge, but I don't know her, so she's this. May, I may be totally wrong. Was this a little intentional to make you jealous? Just horny. Okay. Just like Again, you're way out. too nice. You're, the answer is yes. You're way too nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. If you already have like weird feelings about it, I think you listen to your gut and yep. you don't. You don't keep going on. There's nothing wrong in life with being like. Here are my standards. And if you can't meet them, you can go on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you never, you know what? There's a lot of people here tonight. Hey. I'm just saying, maybe there's a love connection here. You never know. You know? Anything can happen. Yeah, so official ruling, you got to break it off. That's my gavel. That's your gavel. We left the gavels on. You hit the gavel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the skull. <laughs> <laughs> Truck stop school. Oh man, yeah, I can't wait to name that. Uh, anybody else? Does anybody else have one? Oh, yes. Right. Oh, that was yes, so yes. passionate. I can't wait to hear what this is. Okay.
Oh. Oh, no. Oh, was it glass? Half in, half out? Oh, you're standing. I can't see shit. I'm just looking in a it's general darkness. direction of where I think your voice is. It's a voice is from, from emanating from the door. Oh, the shower door. Oh, that's, that's a total fair. pain in the ass. It's not fair. Were you shower? <laughs> they were like, you could take a bucket and a rag in the sauna. <laughs> okay. Okay, so your grievance is that they are directing funds toward the sauna instead of fixing the shower door. Yeah, they okay. should. But then they're like, do we want to get this outdoor above-ground pool? <laughs> First of all, your house sounds like it's going to be banging after they're finished. <laughs> Is I this like an Airbnb? A Can we stay yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. List this on. There's just on... something about getting drunk in an above-ground pool. <laughs> yeah. Allocating resources, yeah. 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 It seems hazardous, too. You may slip and fall because you're carrying around a metal. If you can't hear, she said she lives with her sister and brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And that she lives in a basement area, and at a party, somebody knocked her shower door off. And she now has to maneuver the shower door manually. Meanwhile, her sister and brother-in-law are putting in a sauna, above-ground pool, <laughs> a puppet theater. I mean, there's just... It's happening. unlimited uh, what they're going to put in. Uh, so And so... Her grievance is she would like for them to allocate the resources toward uh, something like a normal repair and maintenance <laughs> that would affect the reasonable time. How does, how does y'all's situation work if there's, like, things that need to be repaired? Do you split it three ways, or do they, like, own this house so they're the landlords? So they expect you to be, be responsible for that. Oh! They try to get her to use her renter's insurance. Whose friend broke the shower? Oh! So not like your friend. Yeah. Okay. Well, Your Honor. <laughs> Yikes. Oh wow! The bailiff's got a lot of opinions. <laughs> well, how does how does renter's insurance work? Well, normally so they're the landlords, right? Yeah. So I don't practice in Oregon, but from all the landlord tenant stuff I did um, at Legal Aid, like you're you've already created a landlord tenant situation, in my opinion. Like regardless of how funds are moved or whatever, at some point you become like a tenant at will because you just were there long enough. Um, and I would say a shower, not being able to shower would affect the health and safety of a reasonable tenant. So that's on them to fix that. Yeah. And I think it's like renter's insurance fraud. To like try. Renter's insurance is usually stuff that's like you know, burned down or somebody stole your diamonds. I don't know, whatever. I don't do insurance law. But um, <laughs> I would think that, that, I mean, they need to fix it. Go to Home Depot. Like, come on. It's not that yeah, hard. It's not. No, I feel like that's an easy. It's way easier than putting in a sauna in a pool. Yes. Just go buy a shower door. Yeah, I think uh, you gotta. 
I don't play them this. Uh, get them to listen to this episode, <laughs> or or you wait until they put in the sauna and the pool, and you just bathe in those, and oh, then that. There's your passive aggressive fight. Passive aggressive. Exactly. Passive you leave them a note. <laughs> yeah. You're like, guess what? Your mom doesn't live here. <laughs> Neither your mom doesn't live here, and we don't have a maze. So fix my God, shower I was door. Such an asshole. <laughs> God, 19-year-old Heather is a piece of shit. Oh, 19-year-old everybody was a piece of shit. Mm. Yeah, well, I hope that your shower door gets fixed. And, um, That's a legitimate grievance. Final ruling is they need to pay for it. Landlord is responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. You want to do one more? You want to do one more? Do we one? got All we right. a grievance. Yeah. Okay, so hi, Kelsey. Hello, Kelsey. Kelsey. Okay. What's that? She's a vet tech. Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh no! Mm. Vet tech hates the boss. Does he leave you Does notes? Does he leave notes? <laughs> <laughs> no, her he boss leaves notes. notes. <laughs> That's why you'd never leave a note. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do your notes say that you write that he reads like boss's dick today again? <laughs> do you have like a ledger of how when he was a dick and was nice today? Check. <laughs> and he reads. He read it? your journal. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, good. You need to hold that over his head. <laughs> You're like, do you like your job, doctor? Aren't we all <laughs> half retired in our minds? Okay. Oh, what does he do on his time off? It's not relevant. I'm just nosy. <laughs> he does what? Road trips. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. so sweet. That's really nice. He sucks though. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Ruin his life. No, I'm kidding. Because he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of good years left yeah. in him to road trip. Well, here's the deal. One, it don't, what, that's his problem. Like, don't hang your happiness on what somebody else is going to do. I agree. If you're unhappy, like, because... He's not going out of his way to make you happy and feel comfortable. He also sounds like you might be doing him a favor. Because it sounds like he just wants to be he in his RV time. all the time. Or what you could do is at your annual review, throw the gauntlet down and be like, hey, listen, we both know if I'm out of here, you're out of here. 
Now, let's discuss the terms. Give me a pen and a post-it and I'll finish. <laughs> but you could be like, let's discuss the terms of my continued employment. And here are my demands. And what is his negotiating? I mean, he's got nothing except for like, all right, we'll shut the practice down. And then you get you win because you get to leave. Or he meets your demands and then you stay and then you get the stuff that you wanted. So you're in an extremely, a very well-positioned uh, negotiating spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go in. I'd go into the review and be like, "Hey, you know, no, I'm not in a. I we talk about this. I'm an aggressive emailer. Oh God, that's where it started. Was the post-its? Yeah. <laughs> we found the origin story. I'll send Heather will send me an email to send people, and I'll I will have to edit it and like add like exclamation points or be like and like soften it before yeah. I send it because like. You're not a lawyer in this email, though. We can't send <laughs> Well, because it like says, this. thanks, comma, Christy and Heather at the bottom. But it was like, <clears throat> to whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> and Christy has to be like, dear folks. <laughs> hey there. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. Uh, so, yeah. So, But I, you don't have to go in, like, you know, swinging. But just let him know, like, listen, we all see the, you know, the writing on the walls, right? This isn't going to last forever. What is your exit strategy? Here's my exit strategy. I need A, B, and C to be happy and stay. Otherwise, I got to go. And, the cho- and then you put it in his hands and be like, listen, the choice is yours. If you want to give me these things, we can have a vet practice. But if not, go gas up the RV because <laughs> I'm going. What would the things you, what would make you stay? No, but what, what could he change that would make you stay? Well, see, yeah. you're not going to change so that. Here's, so here's, but well, he's 65. Well, he's an asshole for life. I worked with a, I worked with a person. He may have been savable because he was maybe like in his mid 50s. But one day, I was at work and uh, he yelled at me, mm. and you don't yell at Heather McKinney. <laughs> and so I just didn't say a word. I just went in the other room. I got my stuff. I put it in a bag, and I was like, put on my shoulder, and I started walking out. And he was like, come back, wait, no wait. And I just turned around and I said, I'm going to go for the day. And if you ever talk to me like that again, I'll never come back. I will be back tomorrow at 8 when I start, but I'm leaving right now. And then he was like, okay. (laughs) I left. I will say I had a really good negotiating point because I was the only person at that job that did that thing, and it was really hard to find a replacement. And so I was able to do that. But Did he ever yell at you again? No, he did not. (laughs) And he would yell at other employees, and I would, like, have to take him aside and be like, you remember how I left? Like, somebody may do that to you again. Like, you need, like, and he softened over the years, so I will give him credit. But I was, I mean, what did we say earlier? You just go, these are my standards, and you can meet them, or I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't feel bad. Don't, like, like she said, don't hang his life. But he's, he made his choices. Yeah. If his entire life and practice just, like, hangs on you, that's his problem. And he should appreciate you a lot more and exactly. do more to keep you around. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you go into it and soften up. Soften the email up. Little, a little some bit. exclamation but marks. Yeah, you have, you, like Heather said, you have a good negotiating point. And then if he put it in his hands, because he sounds like he likes to be in charge. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so you make it seem like it's his decision. But really, you've already, you, it's like what we do with Ella. It's like, do you want to clean your room now or do you want to clean your room after dinner? The room's getting cleaned either way. She didn't know it. Yep. She thinks she's choosing what, what, what happens. You don't you know? say, would you like to clean your room? No. 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 Never. You make statements. Yeah, that's if good. you can, make statements, don't ask questions. That's an improv thing, just in case you make it shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, and if he's, if he's still an asshole, just bounce. Nothing, nothing's, no job is worth putting up with that. Yeah, life's too short, man. Quit. Yeah, yeah. 
final ruling is uh, stand up for yourself. If he doesn't respect you, then somebody else will find another job. Yeah. It is law. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, right now? Come up yeah, here. Come is it on your ass? Same. I mean, I have a skirt on, so I can't show it. Oh, damn. Oh, that's good. That nice. That's, that's very really mine's good. Mine's a little bit bigger. It's right here, I'm yeah. very excited. We got to, let's bump Lincoln's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bump Lincolns. I remember that. I remember that photo. That's dope. That's nice. All right. Anybody else in here have an Abe Lincoln tattoo? <laughs> worth no a shot. Else? It was worth a shot. Hey, I mean, two out of however many people here is pretty good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else have a lotus tattoo? Okay. Oh they're, more, they're more basic. So <laughs> I expected somebody else too. Not that they're not great. We each have one. So. Um, well, this has been super fun. What are you? I'm just laughing at that. And then I remembered earlier, someone on Twitter said that I laughed like a cartoon bear. <laughs> and so I was laughing, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> like Yogi? I don't know. They were like, we need. It was nice to say it was nice. They were like, we should get a super cut of Heather's laughs because it's just like a cartoon bear. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you do kind of yeah it's I, the bear is the funniest part i, I know. don't know where that came from but cartoon i totally but get. like when i read it i was like oh it's so right <laughs> so, <laughs> so then i when you said that i genuinely laughed at your joke and then i was ashamed of myself <laughs> and you're like oh, uh, i hear it now i hear it now that i'm hearing it i get it yeah. i can't unhear it now yeah so well this has been super fun you, guys. you guys thank you so thank much you to everybody that came out. Oh, do we need to give this one? Oh, yeah. Um, Lauren Jensen. Is Lauren Jensen here? Come on up. You have won the Instagram giveaway. Come collect your prize. Thank you so much. It's a flask. For entering. And uh, put whatever you like in that. It's a flask. We each signed it. Um, it's made by High Proof Designs. Yes. Uh, it's laser beamed. Laser, and it's made with lasers. Which it's made with is, yeah. lasers. Lasers. People still say that reference Lasers. That, that will never <laughs> die, and I love it. I will always say that, yeah. Um, well, thank you to you guys. Thank you to Helium. You guys have been great. So great. Thank you so much thank for you everything. For um, thank you for having a bathroom in the green yeah, room. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Y'all had a bathroom in the green room, and we walked in and wept. We were both like, yes! Oh, we did not have one last night, and it was a whole thing. Because we get nervous tummies. Yeah. (laughs) You had to do the pre-show dump. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It was... A lot. The it best part is when the lights are low and the like everyone's excited to, for the show to start. And we're like head down, masks on, trying to walk to take just as uh, we're blowing up the bathroom. Like, let's not lie. <laughs> and we, we're walking and we like go, like wash our hands, we walk back out, and someone goes, Oh, it's them, there they are. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> they know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it came in so clutch. So yeah. so clutch. Yeah. Well, um, if you're VIP, I think they're going to tell you what to do. But for now, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Oh. 
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout-outs. Sarah Beth Hen. Laura Tredipo. Erica Blousey. Audrey Wimberly. Sarah Hensley. Christy M. Miller. Maddie Adamission. Michelle Browning. Alex Huseman. Hannah Baldwin. Kelly Williams. Veronica White. Taylor Ray 7988. Sydney. Amber Alberts. Vivian. Juliana Slagle. Michael Sadenbaga. Samantha Ditt. Sarah Clay. Laura Mannion. Tina Abay-Sakara. Caitlin New. Nicole Minicola. Lauren Christie. Aaron Anderson and Tila, her amazing wonder daughter. Kayla Stoikos. Lisa M. Woodley. Christina Weiss. Ashley Taylor. Rachel Schmieg. Andy Guerrero. Jasmine. Noel Y. Allie C. Lindsay Peel. Becky Hines. <gasps> Becky, she's my midwife. She was my doula with Ella and my midwife was Simon. She brought Ooh. baby Simon into this world. I love her so much. Thank you. Vivian Coyle. Amanda O'Malley. Maritza Lopez. Jamie B. Aaliyah Glinsky. Melanie Mahanger. Gligor Flapjack. Samantha Hardwick. Liz Jones. Angelina C. Brooks. Madeline Alexis. Elizabeth Abkin. Katya Poltarek. Andrea Miller. Lauren Palinka. Kamisha Gibbidden. Lauren James. Shay J. Megan Link. Rachel Sayardo. Monsi Garcia. Ashley Hartman. Brian Wells. Victoria Oswalt. Melina Arroyo Holler. Emma Campbell. April B. Andrea Stack. Melissa Wilson. Gabby Casta. Suzanne Segerstrom. Sam Blaylock. Bailey Hay. Kelsey Lamkin. Aaron Hayes. Elizabeth Lewis. Nicole March. Jordan. Aaron Claycomb. Brandy Hardy. And Eliza Go Lightly. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do this without you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Wahahaha. <laughs> Sin